No pre-chat today, right in. Psalms 27. I want to talk about today protection from God. Not protection from him, meaning you need protection from him, but the protection that comes from God. Um, maybe just call it God's protection. That's easier. God's protection. I thought about some things in my life, past, present, and, and even future, but let's go with past. I remember before I was saved, I knew the Lord. I was a kid. I wasn't raised in a safe house. We didn't, we weren't taught, you know, God like that. Um, my mom was interesting because she, she believed in God, but she didn't like religion. She didn't trust religion at all from her perspective, any, any kind of religion. So we had like in the corner of a big corner of the room, she, we had a big giant life-size statue of St. Martin, which of course is Catholic. We had Quran, Muslim stuff. Um, so we had a Christian, Muslim, Indian, ancient Indian heritage type stuff. It's like all the bases are pretty kind of covered, you know, like, and I think it felt more kind of Muslim than anything else. But again, it was no adherence to anything. Jesus definitely wasn't Lord, you know, but God was good and a crucifix in the house was okay as well. Um, I bring that up because I think about God's protection for us even before we knew him, even before we pledged any allegiance to him, even, even before we accepted him as savior, you know, those, those times where his hand was on us. And, 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 and I want to put this out there just, just to kind of get you going. I know people that didn't have that coverage. But I did, or we did. So I remember going to the pool um, with my brother. Um, and my brother was always daring me to do stuff. You know, and of course, he's my older brother, and he dared you to do stuff. So you want to try to keep up, you want to do it. And he called you a punk and all kind of stuff. And he took me to this pool, and I was a smaller guy. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, uh, tall enough yet to even stand up straight in four, three feet or four foot of water. So I stayed down on the baby end, couldn't swim. And my brother and I was jumping in the four foot area and he's telling me, jump in, jump in. And I'm scared, no, I'm not gonna jump in there. And he starts calling me a punk and you know teasing me. And so of course I dive in and immediately I begin drowning. And I didn't know what the process was, but I know I start taking the water. And, and I remember going down and coming up once and going down the second time and coming up again 
And I heard him screaming my name and probably trying to get to me, but I guess he, I was too far for him to, or, or, or he stood there in shock. I don't know what happened. But all of a sudden, before I went down the third time, I know I dived in the water. I ran and I jumped in. But all of a sudden, I was at the side of the pool with my hand on the edge, holding myself up above the water. I know supernaturally, then even, I was, I was rescued. I was saved. I was moved. There was no way I ran and dived in the water. I didn't swim. And now I'm back at the side holding my head above the water at the edge of the pool. I never forgot that. Even though I wasn't raised religious, I didn't have a bunch of religious background. I never forgot that. I won't go to other stories, but as I grew up and I got in the street, well, there's one other story. I was out there running the street doing my street thing. And me and a friend of mine got to it with some guy and he pulled the gun and he pulled the trigger. And the gun jammed. It didn't go off. I mean, he's point blank at us. He's right in our faces. And the gun jammed. And we rushed him and pushed him and he fell. And as he fell, the gun went off. We took off running. He got up and started shooting. I don't think he even knew where he was shooting. Either way, we crossed the street and we took off. Found out later the guy who gave him the gun, when he, we pushed the guy, the gun shot that guy in his leg. Stories like that I remember. And after I got saved, I came to the realization you really looked out for me. You kept me. And like I said, there's a bunch more stories I can give because I was out there in the street. But I always seemed to like get away or walk away or leave the scene just before things got very, very hairy. Somebody, can somebody bear witness with me? You know, you know his hand was on you. Like, like I should have been down. I should have, I should have gotten lost. I should have got killed. I should have been in jail for the rest of my life. Something should have, I should have had 15 babies. Something should have happened. But God, by his grace, kept me when I didn't even call his name. Why am I starting with this? Because I got saved with an understanding that there was someone who kept me and came to church and the pastor told me I got to go through hell and hardship and pain, suffering. You got to do this. God makes you go through all this stuff. And I would always say to myself, he didn't do that when I didn't even claim him. And there was always a conflict in my spirit, in my mind, in my thought. I didn't want to say at my spirit at the time, but a sense of this don't sound right. When I didn't even love you, when I talked crap about you and about people who believed in you, you kept me. And now I'm yours. And you make me fair game to the devil. This doesn't make sense. So I started looking for and looking up scriptures that went against the pastor's teaching. 
and I begin to challenge his teaching. And of course I was the outcast. I just knew what I knew. Years and years and years and years and years and years, and I'm talking about decades later, you come to the realization that when you have a calling or leading, and I'm not even talking about in ministry, I'm talking about in life, there's dreams and ambitions and desires that you've had or had that somebody talked you out of. Somebody told you how ridiculous it was. Somebody told you you need to fall back on something. Somebody told you that it's not practical. But you had it. And it was from God to us. And then we got around people. And they begin to teach us how unreal and un nonsensical that leading is or was. Who bears witness with me right here? And it's like, yeah. But there was a part of time I really believed I could do this thing. I believed it was the, it was my destiny. I believed I could fly. I believed I could run a million miles. I believed I could. But somehow I began to believe God's protection wouldn't be on me in this moment. So as I go into these scriptures, I want you to listen to me. What I want to hopefully do in this message is renew your hope in the God who kept you before you even knew him. What, what, what I want to do is I want to say to you, those visions and dreams God gave to you. And we let life and situations, fears and circumstances make us surrender those things. But I don't believe God has. And I don't believe it's too late for you to go back to God and say, revive your spirit in me. Renew the vision in my heart. Bring me back to the place when I had the faith of a child and I believed you because you said it. Can somebody say amen? So let's start at Psalms 27. And before I started, before I started reading it, I said his protection. And you might figure, what does it have to do with my dreams and visions? And, and, and I, I want to make sure I clear that up before we went further. The reason we didn't pursue them because we really didn't think God would keep us in them. I'm not talking about let harm and disaster come to you, but I may not be able to pay my bills. I may not be able to eat. I may not be able to, to, to live this way. I may not be accepted by people. It, whatever the a fear is a fear. A fear of failure is a fear. And God protects us even from fear of failure. And, and, and I just want to put that in front of you that nobody that I've seen or watched or talked to recently that are very successful has not told me the story where all fear was unleashed on them from every angle, be it family, friends, devils, whatever, to tell them that what God said they were, they couldn't be. 
And they had to believe strong enough in the protection of the one who called them to go all the way and make it happen. And he said, sometimes, somebody said to me recently, sometimes, bro, it was just me alone in the room. Everybody said no. Everybody said no. And I had to ask God a million times, God, did I really hear you? God, was it really you? And they said, I stood, and here I am today. So let's go to Psalms 27. Now I'm starting at verse one. And this time I'm reading from the King James. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Let's go back. The Lord is the light of my salvation. So why should you fear being delivered or saved? And I'm not just talking about when you die. We broke down salvation before. I'm going to break it down again in a minute. The Lord is the strength of my life. So your strength comes from God. And the opposite of that is whom should I be afraid? And the reason why I want to hop on these two verses for a minute, because if you're my salvation, whom should I fear? I, for the first time, saw, are you listening to me? Fear as an adversary to salvation. I was always under the impression that the adversary of salvation was sin. But what I finally saw was the adversary of salvation is fear. The Lord is my strength. Whom should I be afraid? So the adversary of strength or my strength, again, is fear. I'm not saying that's the total exhaustive explanation, but I'm saying it definitely according to the word is the opposite of what God has promised. Salvation, the opposite of that would be fear. Why would I be afraid? If I'm if I'm I'm strong in the Lord, the power of his might, then the opposite of that would be I'm afraid. We'll break it down more. When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. So those who come to attack you, he said, don't be afraid. Why? Because they will fall. They will stumble and they will fall. They came against you, but in the process, they fell. Let's keep going. Though a host should have kept against me, my heart shall not fear. Are you seeing this, the, 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 the clear separation of attack, fear, strength, salvation? No matter who comes against you or what comes against you, salvation and strength are your response to it. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my strength is the response to every and anything that comes against God's word or God's leading or God's power or God's relationship with you. Are you catching that now? Are you catching that? Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Lord is my light, which is direction, salvation, which is deliverance, and strength. Say light, which is visual, Direction, salvation, which is deliverance, strength, which is endurance. You got three things here. 
So throughout this, keep in mind, light, salvation, strength. Go back to verse three. Though a host camp against me, against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. Light, salvation, strength. Watch. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek and that I will seek. One thing I've desired of the Lord and that I will seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. Now. For me, for you, for us, stay with me. This one thing I desire, say it with me. This one thing I desire of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may live or dwell. Dwell is not visit, that's live. Dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire or ask questions in his temple. Light, salvation, strength. Our place in the Lord and in his presence and in his temple and at his feet and to be able to ask questions and get answers is a forever place. It's not a, in a time of trouble place. It's a forever place. Let me, let, me, let, me, uh, let me try this one more time. One thing I have desired of you, Lord, that I will seek after, that I may live in your house every day of my life, Behold your beauty and ask questions of you in your temple. We have a place, and that's in his house. Now, let me sit this down for a minute. I really want to make sure you get this. I've heard and I've believed that in the times of trouble, I run to the Lord. When I'm going through hardship, I run to the Lord. I need answers to my prayers. I run to the Lord. I need wisdom and direction and guidance. I run to the Lord. Can everybody say amen? That's fair enough. Amen. Yes, I do. What I'm reading here and what I'm sharing with you today is like, that's not what you need to be doing. You need to be there all the days of your life. You need to be dwelling there. You need to be living there. You need to be at his feet all the time, not going out there, taking the world on, taking the devil on. And when you feel like your face is getting bashed in, there you go running to get read up and get your battery charged so you could try again. He's clearly saying, no, 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 no. This is what I'm desiring. You're listening to me? To always be in your dwelling, to always have your presence with me to always be in your presence and to always be able to sit before you without seeking, just asking questions. I should not have to be in a mess and then seeking God to get me out. I should be able, I'm saying should, because I like, like probably everybody here knows that we're not 100% in that place, maybe not even 50%, maybe some even 25 or 10. My point is the word is saying, this is the desire we have that we are always in your home, Lord, 
that we are always in your presence. We're always with you. We don't run to seek you. We live with you. We're always in front of your face asking questions. We don't go find you in time of trouble. You are there all the time. The, the, the psalmist said, do I make my bed in hell? You are there with me. I want us, me, you, us, all of us, to get to the place that we can just walk with the Lord all the time. Who believes that that's possible? It's right here. He's asking for it. I'm asking for it. Right? So then he goes on and says, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Well, I'm already with him. So now he just hides me in his pavilion. I ain't got to go find him. In the secret of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. Watch this. He shall hide me up upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted above, up above my enemies around me. I said, well, Lord, we just said in times of trouble, we should find you. He said, no, no, I did not say you're going to find me. I said, in times of trouble, I'll hide you because you're already with me. You're already in my house. You're already in my protection. You're already kept by me. You're already sitting by my face and inquiring me. I didn't say you go hot, find me in times of trouble. He said, when trouble goes on, you're already on the inside of the house. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me explain something to you. There was a time when I was a kid, you're probably, some of you don't remember this, where you could just go outside. Your mama let you go outside. Your family let you go outside. You just go outside and play. My mother didn't know where I was. She'd be in the time house when it get dark. When it's time to get dark, you come on home. You don't do that now. You don't let your kids just go outside and just let them go run and come back in when they're good. I used to go outside. I was four or five years old. I'd just be outside. Where was you outside? You don't do that now because you understand that the world ain't the way it used to be. If you keep them kids close. You want to know where they are. What do you mean that your kid was outside? How old is your kid? 10? And you just let them go outside? You keep them in the house. So if news comes on that there was a, a fight in the neighborhood or there was a shootout or there was anything, you was like, I know where my kid is. They over here in the room. They with me. They're protected. They was looking out the window and saw stuff. But they wasn't a part of it because they was under my roof. And when I heard the shoot, and I know this is graphic, but just bear with me. When I heard the shoot, I said, get away from that window. Come and get inside the house away from there because we don't want nothing to happen to you. What God is saying is you here in the house with me. When trouble starts outside, you're inside with me. And I'll hide you. From the problem, I'll pull you under my wings and say, no, 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 you stay over here. There's some trouble out there. I don't even want you looking out and seeing it. I want you hid under me. This is the God we serve. I got you. Get away from that window. You're already inside. I ain't got to come run outside looking. I'm one of you, all right? Stay here with me. Sit here in my presence. And when the mess go on out there, I'll keep you in here. In this season of God's protection, I'm saying to God, how do I keep my heart inside? I keep taking my heart outside. I keep letting my emotions get beat up outside. Then I got to come running inside for you to put some healing balm on me. 
How do I keep my heart inside with you? How do I stay under your protection? How do I continue with my heart to be in your presence all the days of my life inquiring of you so that I don't have to be exposed to the evil of the world and then keep running to you to play Captain Fix Me Up? And this is, the, this is a powerful place. God wants me protected all the time. Say that. All the time. Well, that takes place in his presence. That play, takes place in his dwelling. That takes place. Don't ask me how to do it yet. I don't know. I'm studying it and I'm teaching you it so you can learn it with me. I just know I found it in here and I claim it. Who else claims it with me? I found it. I want to stay here. How many of you realize that a lot of times the mess that you've had to go through is not usually yours, it's somebody else's. They come and bring their mess on to you or their problems to you or their complaints to you or their issues to you. And then now you're going through their thing. You was good until they called. You was good until you ran into them. Are there people that you know that the moment the phone ring and you see their name, you brace yourself? Oh, boy. Let me pick up this call. Instead of saying, God, let me run into your dwelling and see if you even want me to take this call. Let, 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 let me be still. Let me not go in it and then call you later and see, was that the right thing to do? Let, let me just stop right now. Say, God, you might even need to be involved with this. I was talking to a, a friend of mine couple of days ago. And how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's not any other. Yeah, good. Yeah. So, you know, life's good. You know, life has this thing, you know, but it's good. You know, we're doing good. He said, yeah, I know what you mean. As soon as he said, yeah, I know what you mean. I was like, what did you just do? What did you just do? Because you just put that, that negative thing out there. And it wasn't even negative. I was like, you know, it's not something down, but I'm okay. And I said that. And he was like, bingo. He didn't hear the good. Life's good. He heard. It has his things. You know, you got to know, but I'm okay. And he said, bro, you don't know the half. And the diarrhea just all out of his mouth. Oh, oh my God. Oh, what? And I sat there and I felt so violated, but I opened this door. And so I felt like I didn't have a right to withdraw from this negative thing. Somebody know what I'm talking about other than me? I felt, well, you said it. So now he's going and you got to take it. And I sat there, I kept, yeah, yeah, but you know, and I kept trying to say, but you know what? God take, you know, and I, and I kept trying to throw my little God thing in there, but it wasn't going anywhere because he was 
on a roll. It's like, no, we don't know about God, but you gave me the opportunity to talk about some bad stuff. So I'm going to rock with this. We, You said it's hard sometimes or whatever you said. So I want to focus on that. And I said, God, I came out from under your covering, didn't I? I sat that out there, didn't I? Just a smidge of the woe is me, I did, didn't I? And I opened the door. And after a certain point, I just said, stop. Stop. Because he was starting to go down a whole new journey now. You know, it's like when I used to have my job. Now he's going to reminisce on that. Stop. Stop. Bro, stop. Stop. No, no, no. Let me just turn you around. Stop. What's up? I got to go. I couldn't even, I want to say it was nice seeing you. I didn't even want to say that. It was a lie. I wanted to say good catching up with you. That was a lie. I didn't know what to say. I just said, stop. I got to go. For the protection of my spirit, for the well-being of my spirit, for the sanctity of my own mind, I had to say, stop and run back inside. I had to just run away. Just Stop. Stop. Let me say something to you. Sometimes you need to realize that you stepped outside. Sometimes you got to realize that you got outside of the peace of God. Sometimes you have to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't come. No, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it. But you, you ain't going to come. It's my birthday. You know I know what's gonna go on there. I'm not coming. And I'm gonna be okay with that. Well, let me just tell you what happened. Let me just tell you what happened with such and such and such a, you know, such and such. A. No, no, I can already feel the spirit of heaviness. I'm going back inside. I'm going back inside. I'm going back to where there's strength, where there's light. With a salvation, I'm going back inside. Are you listening to me? But shame would tell us we can't do that. Shame would tell them, no, you got to stand there. You got to take this. How are they going to look at you if you say, I don't want you polluting me with this? Don't say it. I just said, stop. I got to go. Come on, practice that with me. Stop. I got to go. You have a right, a God-given right and duty to protect your spirit from those who would want to pollute it with negativity. And I'm not even talking about foul talking and cussing. He wasn't doing any of that. It's just everything he had to say was negative. And I had to say, I have to protect my spirit. So I'm going to wrap this part up by saying this. If you walk up to somebody and they were swinging a chain around, just swinging it around, and they're talking to you, and every time that chain came around, you had to move your head, it was close, you would step back. If they stepped closer, you would step back. Why are you moving away? You gonna hit me with this chain. And if you hit me, those of us from the streets say, I'm going to hurt you, you know, 
But like those who are not violent say, I'm not trying to get hit. I'm removing because I'm protecting myself from physical harm. You keep swinging that gun up, it may go off. I'm going to leave. You understand me? Is your spirit not worthy of that same or more protection? What you're swinging around, I don't want to get hit with. What you're bringing up in conversation, I don't want to be a part of getting, having to get it out my spirit. So I'm going to move away because I do not want to be infected by what you're slinging. Listening to gospel music in the car. Gospel, and I'm doing quotes for a reason. Gospel. How many of you know what gospel means? Okay, I see a few hands. It means good news, right? It means the good news, right? The good news. I'm listening and this song comes on. I won't name the artist. You all know who it is. Sometime you wanna cry. Sometime you feel down. Sometimes you feel like nobody's around. Sometimes you feel bad. Sometimes you feel sad. Sometimes you feel like you're losing your mind. But I know that Jesus is all I need. And I'm twisting up the words because I don't want you to know who I'm talking about. And, and I was driving and I, I, I started feeling sick. I'm like, okay, God gets a little, you know, footnote mention. But the whole song is about sometimes I feel down, sometimes I feel bad, sometimes I feel worse than sad, sometimes there's nowhere to go, no one to call. Sometimes I don't think God hears me at all. I'm just making up lyrics as I go. But these were the kind of lyrics. And I'm going, I got to turn this off. I got to turn this off. And I just literally just stopped. And I said, I'd rather listen to some old school R&B music than to listen to this. This song was, this song, I put on the whispers and the beat goes on. It's encouraging at least, you know? Ain't no stopping us now. I mean, that was, yeah, I, this is church music. This is supposed to be the music that's supposed to fill me and feed me and it's making my spirit sick. And I hit stop and I said, wow, this is not gospel. This is not good news. I had to run back to God to be encouraged after listening to this music. Because it would kept telling me how hard God was to find. But he's there, don't worry about it. You may not find him, but he's there, don't worry. He's there. You may not see him, you may not feel him, you may not know him, but he's there. I don't want that God. You can have that God. I want the God who is the light of my salvation, my light and my salvation. I want the God who is the strength of my life. 
I want the God that says to me, you have to fear anything because I will never leave you nor forsake you. I want the God that promises me protection. I want the God that promises me that my spirit is protected. My soul is protected. My mind is protected. My heart is protected. I got you, son. And don't make a difference where you go. Come to me first. And if you do, I will tell you where. I will tell you when. And I will help you avoid the mishaps of life. Well, I'm saying, well, God, there's people that I just can't say no to. And God said, why not? Because of tradition? Because some traditional value tells you that you have to say yes to those, even those who make you miserable and sick? Not true. Come to me. And when it's time, and if it's time, when your spirit is strong, I may send you to people. And I will send you to people to talk to, but not at the sake of your own peace and your own strength and your own walk. And there's people you've been trying to minister to your whole life, ain't heard a word you gotta say. All they do is drain you every time you see them, pull you down every time you see them, take your joy and peace from you every time you talk to them. They find a way to slip something in even when they're supposed to be having a good conversation with you. Withdraw, run, run back, in, back into his home, into his tabernacle, under his covering. Get back under his wings, run, dwell, stay. My God. Verse four again, and let's bring this one home. One thing I've desired of the Lord, that I will seek after. Say one thing. He didn't say one of the things. He didn't say one of many things. He said one thing. I'm just going to seek God for this one thing right here. Are you listening to me? He started by talking about he's my light. He's my salvation. He's my strength. So there's nothing for me to fear based on those. And then he said, there's one thing that I'm going to seek after, just one. So all the other stuff you're seeking after, put that all on hold for now. Let's just seek this one thing. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek after. I'm going to say it one more time. Say one thing I have desired of the Lord, and that and that only I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, that I will behold his beauty and sit there and inquire of him in his temple. If I do that in times of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He will set me up upon a rock. And now, shall my head be lifted up above the enemies around me. Therefore, I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy upon me and answer me. I'm going to stop right there. Of course you hear me. I'm in your house. Of course you answer me. I'm right there inquiring of you at your temple. Of course 
you there delivering me and keeping me. I'm right by your side. This one thing we require and inquire, this one thing I desire, to dwell in your presence, to behold your beauty, to inquire of you and ask of you. Directions, every way I need to go, every step I need to take, directions. Not after, but before, directions. All the days of my life. So I submit before you guys today, he keeps you safe. He protects you from fear. He's the light and direction of your life. You have nothing to fear. But one thing, let's seek and inquire to be in his presence, to hear his voice, to ask with the confidence that our prayers are answered, to dwell in his house every day and all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, and amen.